0: Hi and welcome to episode 51 of the Studio Insider Art podcast. In this week's episode, Steph and I approach the question of how important is art school when wanting to pursue a career as an artist. We talk through many of the pros and cons to this question, as I did not go to art school but Steph did. What we have in common is that both of us have found huge value in choosing who we learn from online. Join us as we explore all the different avenues that you can choose from to learn as an artist. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, this is Susan Nethicott and welcome to the Studio Insider Art Podcast. In these episodes, I throw open the doors to my art studio practice and how I run my business as a professional artist. Whether it be candid insider chats with my studio assistants, Laura and Steph, or interviews with other creatives or answering listener questions. There is something here for every emerging artist. I hope my journey can help you feel a bit more at home in your own. Hi Steph. Hello
1: Suze. How are you? I'm well. That's good. So what we're talking about today, huh?
0: I don't know, you need to tell me <laughs> because you're the person that <laughs> has the <laughs> questions. ever start an episode without cracking up (laughs) beforehand?
1: no i love it i love the giggles at the beginning when i'm editing it always make me laugh um well i would like to know your opinion on something do you believe you need to go to art school to be
0: a professional artist well i didn't go to art school so the answer is no i do not think you need to go
1: is that it podcast over Over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) no of course we've got A big conversation to have about this one because you went to art school. I did. So maybe I should ask you that question. Do you think you need to go to art school to be an artist?
1: My answer is also no. Okay. Obviously not because I see you and I see many other amazing artists who I aspire to be like and they did not go to art school. So I'm really interested to hear about how those people gain their knowledge mm-hmm. and the benefits I guess of
0: both I'm not saying they sh- people shouldn't no I'm, I'm not, not either I just don't think it's necessary the, I'll tell you the one overarching thing that I gleaned from people that went to art school is that often they come out of it a bit damaged in terms of feeling crippled in their own art career mm-hmm. um that's just something that I've observed time and time again I had a really unique uh, further education at university that set me up for being an artist that I think served me really well in terms of being able to not feel trapped within a particular system of how something should be done which I think probably is the underlying problem that happens for a lot of people that go to art school proper. So I didn't go to art school, but I did an arts degree like a humanities degree where I ended up majoring in art history. So I was on the totally academic side of what happens in the process of artists creating art and the history of their lives and the periods of art. So I got a really great overview of what it is meant to be an artist through throughout many different centuries because I specialised in Renaissance and medieval art and I actually studied classics as well was another area I had huge interest in when I first started doing which is like ancient Greek and Roman art. So I had like a really great education in the history of art and artists which has helped me to identify that all the greatest artists were people that basically said screw you to the system and did it their own way. So that's, that's basically the biggest lesson that I gleaned from wow. my education in wow. art history. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I like that because that has informed, like that's informed quite a few of your
0: career choices. It, it really has. And I did leave my, I was at the, in the process of converting to a master's from it because I had a scholarship to do a post-grad work in art history. And I was at the point of, of converting from a master's to a PhD and I was also creating a lot of artwork and making clothes and jewellery and all kinds of things at that time to actually leave academia and to start what became my fashion label. Mm. And essentially what led me to taking that courageous leap was that understanding that this is – that's how how artists function. They basically make brave decisions and say, screw you to the system, so – Everything that's come out of that process for me has come out of that. You know, you've got to rebel and take courageous leaps, and that is actually the most important part of being an artist. And I'm pretty sure they don't teach you that in art school.
1: They do not teach you to push against the system. So, what
0: do they teach you? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. So, tell me about your experience of art school.
1: Well, both of us are speaking to over 20 years ago, so I just want to preface this conversation. But my experience was um, less academic. I did a hands-on degree in ceramics. And yes, I learned lots of really amazing skills because I had access to all the equipment that I couldn't have had if I was self-taught. So sure, some things were accelerated. One of the things that I think was great from the experience was I learned critical thinking Um, I learned how to apply that to my own work as well as the work of others. However, that was a very scarring experience. Even (laughs) so? Well, now I can see the benefits. But at the time, I was 19 years old. I was not a fully fledged human being. And to be honest, having so much scrutiny put on myself as a fledgling artist damaged my confidence
0: yes and that's the I think that's probably the one thing that I hear over and over again is is the criticism that a lot of young artists receive at art school actually shuts them down because they don't yet have the confidence and the life skills to necessarily be able to deal with that and it triggers them in certain ways yeah that's Mm. the story I hear over and over again so that happened to you
1: yeah, absolutely. We've done a whole podcast on how damaged mm-hmm. I am by this experience, which I'll link to. But it really, um, I really got thinking about what were the things that I learned and could I have done that in a different scenario? Okay. Being a mature student, I feel like it would actually be much more valuable for experience to me now in my 40s. However, because I studied 20 years ago, my education, I, and I studied in the UK. My education was not very expensive. Mm. If I were to undertake that now, I don't think I could afford to. I still have debt now as a 40-year-old woman from studying in an art school. So if you really want to be an artist as a profession, and that cost is putting you off, I think there are many, many other ways to gain those skills, even for free, if you're dedicated enough, without having to spend thousands and thousands of dollars
0: to gain that knowledge and experience. Absolutely. Well, I mean, the way that I've educated myself is largely through online classes. And the beauty of doing it that way has been that I've been able to learn from people that I truly resonate with because I'm choosing who my teachers are rather than signing up for a course and then being assigned particular teachers that are going to teach me out that may or may not resonate with me so having that kind of choice I think kind of fast tracks you in a way because it puts you in connection with what you resonate with in the first place rather than having to wade through things that are perhaps a little bit irrelevant to you um yeah and the other thing about art school from what I understand understood of it back then and yes it's 20 years ago but from what I can glean not a lot has changed in terms of What art school is really preparing artists for is a very traditional career as an artist where they are exhibiting, they are seeking to be part of the art establishment in terms of the gallery system. Mm -hmm. And it's not teaching artists how to be independent business people and pursuing art outside of that framework. And there's so much opportunity there. Absolutely. So I think... um, you got to be really clear if you're choosing to go down that road, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Which, let's face it, how many 17, 18-year-olds that are finishing up high school that are looking toward their further education are going to even know to ask themselves that question?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It gave me great academic grounding in, in fine art, like you say, things about the learning that was pushed on me that at that age that I may not have pursued myself around art history and that academic side now in hindsight is very useful yes but because of that academic and fine art slant there was no space for art of beauty is of value
0: ah and that is a huge one for me absolutely I 100% agree with you it's like if I've heard some pretty disparaging things said about female artists that paint flowers (laughs) I mean within the traditional paradigm of art history that was one of the few things that women could paint Mm -hmm. so the big emphasis that I see in uh, art school these days is on conceptual art and art that addresses bigger questions in the world which is great and I actually love going and seeing like big installations and exhibitions that make comment on some of the really difficult things that are going on in the world that absolutely is brilliant and has a place yes but the part where the academic system gets to disparage art that is made for the pure effect of beauty and the balm that beauty is on the human whole human system it's really upsetting to me and that's what happens it is seen as of lesser value in there's a hierarchy within the academic art system that sees conceptual art as more important than the decorative arts for example yes and i just don't agree with it flat out.
1: yeah i experienced that a lot i mean because i did ceramics exactly was on the edge of being a craft mm. and not taken seriously you know mm. if the serious artist took sculpture and said important things about the world in that space and I that really didn't resonate with me at the time but as a young person I didn't know how to express that and speak to what was important to me about the world particularly in the face of high academia um you know much older tutors and teachers I didn't ever feel the confidence to speak to that and I feel like I've only just become able to do that now But if people don't go to art school and learn those things, how else do people learn? Because learning is very important to progression as an artist, I
0: believe. Absolutely. Well, first of all, it depends on what kind of artist you want to be. Do you want to be an artist that is, you know making those big comments about the world sort of on the activist side you know there are artist activists that do like amazing installation pieces and they're really you know if if you want to make that kind of art then maybe a traditional art school education is actually really appropriate because that's where it shines right and that's Mm -hmm. where those are the kinds of artists that art school really serves and people that want to have a very traditional art career such as you know hyper-realistic painting or even abstract forms of painting, but very much orientated toward the kind of art that you would see in art galleries. If that's the kind of career you aspire to have, then a traditional art school education is appropriate. But if you are someone a bit more like us that isn't wanting to pursue that side of things, and I really don't, I tried doing the exhibition model, actually because of my own anxiety disorder, it's a really bad business model for me to put all that pressure on myself for a small period of time. And it's not something that I want to pursue. And the way that I do sell my art, which is through releasing collections to my online community that I've nurtured for years and years, then I, what I have learned has been how to, learning how to market myself to my audience, learning how to find my audience learning how there are different ways that I want to conduct myself, not just as an artist, but as a teacher as well, because that has become another part, another role that I've stepped into fairly recently. Uh, I've learned those skills from other industries. So my, my career as a fashion designer, I didn't go to fashion school either. I've, all of the careers I've had have been acquired learning along the way. So in my fashion business, the way I managed that was I did short courses, CAE courses, which were just community kind of like community art courses um, in pattern making and and got basic skills. But I still hired professionals in to do the work that needed to be done that had to be done in a way that I I wasn't capable of doing it. So I'm a a little bit of a jack of all trades master of none kind of person, but it served me really well. Um, and then in, in terms of my art career, I've taken so many online courses early on in my art career and I have, don't, haven't taken quite as many lately, but I've also taken a lot of online business and marketing courses as well. Hi, guys, I'm just dropping in to let you know that I am so excited to be a guest teacher in the year-long mixed media online course Lifebook in 2021. This fantastic art and wellbeing course features over 30 world-class teachers. It's such a brilliant way to go to art school online. I'll be teaching my signature floral abstract style and there are so many other great artists to learn from. So if you're up for expanding your creative skills in a soulful way in 2021, then be sure not to miss getting the whole year at 20% off with the early bird code FEELHAPPY20 at the checkout. So just click on the Lifebook link in the show notes to be sure to get your discount before the end of 2020. I'll see you over there Lifebookers. Are you nodding over there? Tell me about I am your experience nodding. with it too. I mean, we had
1: a module in business and had to write a business plan, but we weren't armed with that
0: much knowledge. <laughs> mm, it's <laughs> just like make it up, which yeah. is what a business plan is in anyway. It, it Just, is, such isn't it? As, yeah. just to make it up. Well, it yeah. was
1: very much, again, oriented towards... Um, Making career through exhibiting through galleries, which at the time was kind of the only way to do it. Yeah. Um. But I'm really liking how you're speaking to finding the information that you need at the right time through sources that you choose. Yes. And through teachers that teach within the style of your learning, because yes. something that I have learned since art school, I do now work for a university sometimes <laughs> teaching. But if I were to teach fine art, I would need to have my PhD or be doing my PhD in fine art. And I've got to be honest, not to be disparaging, but academics don't always make the best teachers. They are not always the best communicators because they live in a bubble. They live in this world of academia where it's very inward focused it is not about engaging and communicating with others. So this is another hesitation I have around that, that system. It really believes in itself. It does. It does. I, totally
0: believe, I totally agree with you and that's why I left academia because I was on that road when I was at, at that decision point when I chose not to convert to Masters and PhD it was actually because I was looking around me at all of the other academics in my department and quietly thinking to myself you're not very happy people and Mm. do I really want this life for myself because it was so intellectual and there was zero focus on well-being and all of these areas that are so important to me in relation to the power of art to heal us and help us to become better humans that that area was not addressed at all within an academic environment Mm. and I think I knew instinctively even back then that that was not going to be right for me. And also the other thing that I realized was that I was actually studying creative people because I wanted to be, have a creative career. Uh And once I put that piece together, I went, well, I better quit this academic career and go and do it then. Go create something. Yeah. So um, I totally agree with you about that. It's very inward focused and, it doesn't really help people to like that that academic focus doesn't necessarily make you better at being able to sell your work in the world and if you want to make a living as an artist you've got to be able to do that to some degree mm, you really to do even if it's just to a gallery owner to get them to take you on you have to be able to put yourself out there and be vulnerable enough to do that and be able to you know take all of those courageous steps that we're always talking about on the podcast mm. I don't know that you learn that art school
1: no and you know what else you don't learn which i was shocked to discover what's that you don't actually learn that many skills really (laughs) i thought that was what it was for you'd think but um like what well mm, okay so there's an assumption when you start art school that your high school has taught you how to paint how to draw right okay and then the art school process is about refining that And if you weren't lucky enough to go to a private school with lots of resources, you maybe actually don't have those skills. You've got talent, perhaps, but you don't have skills or you've got persistence and you figured it out as you went. And I was actually shocked to discover how much I was left to my own devices and how when I actually needed support in my learning, I had to go and find somebody to deliver that.
0: Wow, Yeah, okay. I did so, not realise that. I, <laughs> I, I assume that's what it was kind of all about. You'd think,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah. I mean, yes, it allowed me to develop those skills intensely, but I'll be honest, that was because I was forced to take the time. Mm-hmm. So I had a four-year learning experience, full-time, and the expectation that you would be in the studio from 8am till 6 or 7pm every single day. And I'm going to be honest, at 18, 19 years old, if I hadn't had that external pressure, that's where I would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or working my part-time job to pay to live as a human. Yeah. So that was very valuable to me. I put the time in because I had to. Because otherwise I was going to get in trouble from someone in power
0: so you still had to self-direct your learning anyway so much it was ridiculous okay yes so we've talked about a few of the negative things around yeah. going to art school what are some of the positive things that you think you've learned that are helping you along in your art journey now because I'm sure there are some great things there that are
1: Yeah. I had a really good experience in the first year which was about unlearning So with that assumption that you have skills coming from your school education, the focus was on unlearning those. Okay. So unlearning assumptions, going back to basics of mark making and letting go of tightly controlling an outcome.
0: You see, that feels very aligned with things I learned online as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Awesome.
1: That you don't have to be in a room with somebody to do the work.
0: Mm. um so that's such a positive great thing to learn Mm. yeah
1: and you know now as an adult reading books that you've referenced to before like drawing on the right side of the brain all those things it's the same process it's learning to let go of the analytical and lean into the physical and intuitive and unlocking creativity through that pathway um but as a young person i didn't know where to find that learning Okay, yeah. So, yeah, it was it was good, really good in that way. Okay. And like I say, it made me do the work because yeah, I was getting well, it, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. And it was, you know, your primary occupation at the time, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like, I mean, we dream of that now, don't we, as mums trying to fit it yeah. all in around. We do. Yeah. And
1: I've got to say that that was the reason I chose to go to art school was I knew that as <laughs> as an 18-year-old... That might have been my only opportunity to completely immerse myself in creativity for four years without substantial external pressure to do anything else. It was a socially acceptable thing to do that I could go and spread my wings. In the UK, everybody goes as far away from their home as they possibly can. So I moved from the north of England to Scotland. I got to live independently and have all those amazing life experiences good and bad, that came with that mm. in a socially acceptable way yeah. and be an artist for four years. Yeah. Like, what a great experience. What mum gets to do that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Too true. No, it was this very much the same for me going off to university. I grew up in a country town in Victoria and went to Melbourne and lived in a college there and had the whole experience. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, never did, never did the art school thing per se. Ah. I'm just dreaming into that. Gee, that'd be fun to do. Like, well, we are kind of doing it in our own studios, aren't we? Self-crafted art school. I know I did that um, for the first three years of, you know, the early part of my career. But the benefit, I guess, was that while I was kind of training myself and learning from other artists online, I was also putting my work out there on social media and people were saying I really like that is it for sale and so I was starting to sell work as well so it was like my education overlapped really beautifully with the process of learning to really organically market and sell my art which has basically become my whole business model really yeah so I mean can you I'm I've got a really one question for you actually at what point did you decide you didn't want to be a ceramicist like, really, now would be the perfect time to be a ceramicist, wouldn't it? You'd think. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look from the outside, looking at all those
1: incredible makers producing beautiful work, and it looks like they're selling for top dollar. You know, if you want to buy a beautiful handmade mug, you'd be paying upwards of $40 mm-hmm. before shipping. But let me tell you, the profit margins are very slow. Okay, right. So it's such a labor intensive process. It involves very expensive equipment. Like I couldn't just do that on my kitchen. you need table. a kiln. Yeah, I need a kiln. And, mm. an, and it's not just that I buy it once, it's that it needs constant upkeep and maintenance. And the the most distressing part of it that doesn't suit my personality, it's incredibly time consuming with no guaranteed outcome. Yeah. So I could spend 20 hours on a piece and then in that very last firing
0: explode
1: yeah or just the kiln trips because the power goes off and then everything just wow goes to poop or you guys gl- it finishes are ruined or the thermal shock makes everything crack like that so is why
0: <laughs> yeah, there's so many factors and in and inversely painting is so immediate well and also you know if you make a wrong move on an acrylic painting you just clean over, over it, it. Yeah, it's not a drama. Way There's nothing risk. lost. That's really interesting. I, I did wonder that. Yeah. So because it's all of those binata. practical considerations that the rest of us don't understand because we don't um, understand how it all works.
1: And to make a career as a potter, you kind of end up doing production work. So you yeah, could, well that's it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, producing multiples
0: and get stuck in that um, product mentality instead of being able to make your art.
1: Yeah, and you know I have a an Instagram friend. Yeah. And she has had her business of selling mugs explode very quickly, but she feels really trapped because the it's a consistent thing when you work with ceramics that as soon as something is considered functional, its value is lowered. Right. So she feels trapped in this business that makes money and the demand is there, but she's a slave to that. Yes. And it's trying to... Tra- is trying to transition into more fine art pieces because she can have better profit margins and more creativity
0: Mm. within her life sounds very echoing of my experience as a fashion designer it's Mm. you know you become a slave to the 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 business model which is just yeah it becomes not very creative in a very short space of time Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting to hear. Yeah, Mm.
1: and I did want to be a potter for a long time, but I was so broke after going to uni that that wasn't an option for me. I mean, it it prompted me to travel. I taught ceramics on summer camps in the States for a number of years just to have access to equipment. Okay, And I think that's what a lot of people teach too, is access to all of the stuff. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, I mean... Do think about it sometimes and I do make work for myself and I love it. It's really hands on and I feel a little bit clever when I do it. Like, oh Oh, I remember (laughs) put a lot of work in to learn how to do this. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's
0: it's hard work. And hard on your body. Well, yes, it's a very physical job, isn't it? Mm. I mean there's certain there's a certain type of art that i make which is the where i kind of mask out forms with white paint and etch into it but i can't make that often because it actually gives me rsi mm-hmm. um and it's one of the most popular styles and when i make those paintings they sell very quickly and disappear and i'm like oh i should make more of those but i actually physically just can't do too many of them because they they're not great for my body and that's got to be a factor huh?
1: yeah that's right mm-hmm. without taking care of that there is
0: no artwork But clearly you've been able to take what you've learnt from art school and all of your other subsequent experience and translate that to painting.
1: Yeah. I think the longevity of the experience revealed to me commonalities across all
0: disciplines. So what do you think they are?
1: Well, I think it was the ability to really intensely dive into a subject and explore it for quite a long time Mm -hmm. so I think a high school mentality is you are going to create a piece and you probably have a vision in your head before you start of what that's going to look like the art school mentality is to let go of all expectations go back to the basics and draw from life a lot so we were pushed and pushed to draw from life so much like not just in life drawing the human figure but also you know we might have had an assignment to go to the zoo and draw the same animal 300 times so that you really gather an understanding of what things in life look like and then your concepts and ideas evolve from that i really like that Mm.
0: that's a really beautiful thing i agree with that
1: and i fall back on that all the time with my Mm. painting i bet i can
0: tell actually i mean i think that that's probably a difference in the way that you and I paint. Like I, I actually don't draw from life a lot mm. and the marks that come out of me come from a very internal place, which I'm fine with because that's how I work. But I can totally see how – because you're, you're very fluent with your brush and with reproducing floral forms in the way that you do mm. and I can totally see that you have that training. Um, yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, and then the persistence – That's another thing that I learned.
0: Yes. You're doing something for four years. I think you (laughs) learn that in any degree. I actually, I heard an employer say once, we want to employ people with degrees. It doesn't even actually matter what it is. It's more that the person completed it because it tells us that they can complete something hard. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yes. Because it takes persistence. Yes. You got to keep going. And their dropout rate is... High. Like life circumstances change for people over a period of years. That's not to say that I don't believe you can get that out of a formal education system. There are lots of really amazing art there courses are. that run for a year or more, and people do again and again and again. But I think it's about really immersing yourself in the evolution, not just a one off result, in really pushing those thoughts and experiences and your skills and refining. And along the way, applying critical thought to what's working and what's not, pushing towards improving your technical skills. But the piece that's missing from my university education, my art school education, is pulling the intuition into that. Yes. So the technical skills can be beautiful, but if you're not in touch with the rest of yourself in the world and the magic your work can be technically beautiful but not make you feel anything
0: yes amen because that's what i feel like is the piece that i bring through my teaching to people is that piece mm-hmm. being at finding different ways to access the magic that bit that that piece that makes its way into a painting and, and actually makes it connect with other people bang in the heart. I mean, uh, there are ways that you can access that, you know, but that's not something they're going to teach you in art school. No.
1: And isn't that the most important thing? Like, if, well, if you don't feel I, I like feel it. like it's
0: pretty important, but equally, having heard you just describe what you learned in terms of honing those technical skills, it's kind of the meeting of both, isn't it? Mm i guess what we're getting at in this conversation is that you don't necessarily have to learn those technical skills through art school
1: no and i think more importantly that it doesn't matter where your learning comes from it's the learning and evolving that counts and whatever path you're taking towards or throughout your career it's the right one for you yeah and it's okay to follow that
0: and also i guess um that to question yourself if you're thinking about wanting to go to art school even if you might have a certain amount of technical proficiency are you wanting to do that for some kind of for sense of external validation of your value because that's only something you can give yourself and I think that might actually be the piece that a lot of people that go to art school are seeking and they don't get it and they and that's part of what's so disappointing for them out of the experience is because they thought they would get that. Mm-hmm. But no one can give you that. You can only give that to yourself. That's right. Mm. And I
1: think if you're seeking that piece of paper for validation, let me tell you there's only been one time in 20 years that anyone has actually asked to see that piece of paper. Oh, really? And that was when I went to work for At a university. university. <laughs>
0: well that's just that's a great conversation to have had steph thank you you're welcome hope you've enjoyed that one guys and we'll see you next time bye bye, bye. you can always see more of my art over at susan and if you're interested in learning from me or checking out the podcast notes you can find those over on susan I love hearing your comments and feedback, so feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then why not snap a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories. Be sure to tag me at susan.nevercote so I can say hi. And if you've got a great idea for a future podcast episode or know someone who you think I should interview then pop on over to susannethercotestudio.com forward slash podcast, hit the button in the header image to shoot me an email. Catch you next time.